Hello and welcome back to the Psychedelic Society South Africa podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Maingard, and the purpose of this podcast is to give voice to the different actors in the current psychedelic renaissance with a strong focus on what's happening in South Africa. We're here to spread information and serve as a beacon to draw in and connect all those who share an interest in psychedelics, healing, altered states of consciousness, and anything related. Today's conversation is with Anton and Rodian, and we cover a whole bunch of different topics. This one was really dear to my heart because thanks to this conversation, I actually chose to go and have an online soma journey with Anton and Rodian as the facilitators or as the guides or the the caretakers of the experience. So in in this episode, we speak about them hosting various retreat spaces, about serving as a watcher uh, and what mushroom people need and advice for people maybe who feel called to facilitate or partake and, and also trusting the universal wisdom of the mushroom. We also covered the online mushroom retreats, the advantages and challenges. And as I said, through this conversation, I was inspired myself to sort of attend an online mushroom journey, which I would never have thought that I would do. And I found it to be incredibly profound and supportive and transformative. We also covered couples journeying together and how mushrooms are connecting us to love, as well as various other beautiful things. They are really a beautiful, humble, down-to-earth connected couple. And I so, so enjoyed this conversation. And I sincerely hope that I get to be friends with these people. They are very wonderful. And and yeah, we also cover their journey with Monica Cromhout. We, I think Monica was our very first episode. We spoke with her, the, the, the mushroom granny of South Africa, although Monica will be the first to tell you she does not do labels. Um, but Anton and Rodian work very closely with Monica and have come through that sort of new lineage that has been forming around the beautiful medicine that Monica has been sharing and yeah, so please enjoy this episode and thank you so much to Anton and Rodian for your beautiful selves. All right. Well, thank you for coming on the Psychedelic Society South Africa podcast, which is such a mouthful, but welcome. Thank you. Good thank to you. be here. Thanks. Ah, so good to have you. Um, so I kind of want to get started just getting a little kind of insight into into who you are and a bit of your life story and, and kind of, I know it's a, it's a huge topic, obviously it's a lifelong story, but what, what brought you to the space of working with this medicine and, and a bit of your, your guys' own journey? Mm, maybe a good point to start is where we first came together. Um, I think so. that, that's a good starting point. I think so. uh, we met in Monica's kitchen as, as many people do. Um, <laughs> Uh, I've been I've been working with Monica for for quite a while, uh, helping her with her admin, and uh, Rodian has been an astrology client for a for really really years. long time. Many many years. I think I met Monica, two thousand and six, somewhere around there, as a as an astrology client. Oh, nice. And at the time, her her journey with mushrooms hadn't started, so I went back for my next you know two and a half years later for my next reading, and Monica's like. Ooh, you won't believe what's happened in my life since you were last here and that's where i discovered it but i never actually went for a journey for many years afterwards to be to totally honest it took me quite a few years before i actually went and then fast forward to meeting anton in the kitchen which was my first night as a watcher um so yeah we we met in a met in the kitchen working with monica and and the journey working with um with soma and sacred mushrooms of the last few years has very much has very much grown from there. Um, our journey with Monica continued when we both worked as watchers mm -hmm. and then in time became responsible for what we can only refer to as the away summer ceremonies. Uh, where summer retreats are were born in Somerset West and, and hosted by Monica for the last 11 years. Um, we became responsible for hosting ceremonies away where, where we created outdoor spaces in various parts of South Africa mm. and um, in, in conjunction with working with Monica, then uh, she would come and join us or a team of watchers would come and join us and we'd, we'd host the, 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 the retreats in those various spaces. Um, we've hosted a space at Africa Burn where we've put up the Soma tent and, and, and registered a theme camp where we had an opportunity to 
to share about our work with um, with sacred mushrooms and just create a safe space there as well. Um, so it's very much been that journey together for the two of us, mm. um, both as 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 spiritual seekers, I suppose, if I yeah. can label you as that, Brody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that's kind of how we have arrived at this point. Mm. Oh, lovely. So I'm curious because there's so you did you want to say something there? It looked like you had a Rodian had a yeah, little no, look it's okay. on your face. It's okay. <laughs> nice. So I'm curious to know. So obviously, for anyone who's listening to this podcast, if you haven't yet listened to episode one of this podcast, which was with Monica Cromhout, so you guys work super closely with her and your watchers. So how does something like that come about? Because obviously people come to the journeys as someone who wants to have an experience or is seeking healing or is going through some stuff. And then how do you move from, oh, I need to heal or I, I need to sort my life out or whatever the story is to, okay, I'm now gonna sit and, and watch for others. Like how does that, what is that definition of that term and how does that process look? It's a really good question and, and, and one that that uh, may take a little bit of uh, clarification to define. So please, please feel free to 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 interrupt and and uh, and, and and correct me or or uh, put me on the right path. <laughs> Typically, as a as a watcher, and the the definition of a word as a watcher has has changed over time. Um, in the beginning, um, people were referred as helpers. Exactly. Um, exactly. When I first went. And 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 that kind of has changed because of what the role entails. Um, so in a um, in a soma retreat environment where where learning through experience is is one of the key principles, um, it's it's not necessarily in a textbook. When you have experienced and 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 worked with with various high dosages of of sacred mushrooms over time, a, a next step in that journey typically is well. I would like to see what's on the other side of of helping and watching over a space where other people are doing deep work um and that typically then opens up an invitation received by monica and say well come and watch come and come and see what it is on the other mm -hmm. side and when you're then stepping into service which which is very much what it is um on a most basic level it's looking after the practicalities of of a retreat space which is which is looking after the kitchen doing dishes um, ensuring everybody's warm during the process, bring blankets, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it's um, creating the opportunity for people to learn at a deeper level um, about what it means to hold space for for people in a retreat environment. And as that journey grows, it goes one step further. And what it what does it mean to hold space for people in the world around you during normal life, um, whilst not under the um, and under the dosage of, of a higher dose of, of, um, of mushrooms. Um, so it's a journey of evolution. Um, once you've worked hard um, and done several journeys, um, there's, a, there's a possibility. And often it's a, it's a choice that comes to you as, as, as you work on yourself and you realize, well, um, I would like to experience this on the other side. And um, learning effectively comes at a higher level, if I, if I could put it that way, being in service and, and helping others in a what's the right word detached in a in a completely non um in a very supportive way hmm. and it's a, it's a very delicate way to manage to do it in, in not interfering with the person's experience but at the same time being that loving support that you know you've got this i'm here with you we, we can do this together and that's what you're there creating that space with a person, but also not being involved mm. to uh, to an extent. I'll give you, Anton, I've got a very personal and a very, very clear time when I decided I was going to watch. Um, I journeyed a couple of times with Monica and then I was uh, with one of those classic examples. I would go um, process whatever I'd experienced it would take me a long time. I wouldn't feel the call to go back for a year. Then I would go back a year later and then Possibly after my maybe fourth or fifth journey, I didn't go for quite a while again. And funnily enough, I was at Africa Burn. And a friend of mine had taken a large or a reasonably large dose of mushrooms. And I realized being support to that person 
was not holding the hand necessarily and stopping what they were experiencing, but it was making sure that they were not going to climb up an artwork and think they can fly and jump off it and injure themselves or put themselves in any sort of danger. And that's when I realized just stand, standing and supporting this person and making sure that they were physically safe. It was funny, I went for a reading a couple of days after the burn and I spoke to Monica about this and she actually suggested to me, she said, you know what, Radian, how would you feel about being a watcher? And I was like, well, gosh, that's wonderful. And that's how my journey started. So you almost, like Anton says, there comes a stage when there's an aha almost that, okay, you know, this is actually the next step internally. I don't think there's ever been an experience where someone's pulled and said, oh, come watch, oh, come watch, and lured to come and watch, if you know what I'm saying. It's a, it's very much a, a personal feeling of, okay, now's the time to, to like Anton said, start practicing this, being connected to this the spiritual world, the spirit world, which we do when we're on mushrooms, and being compassmentous of the normal things, of not tripping over a rock and and making sure that the environment is bright enough so that when you're mushroomed eyes, you can actually see what's going on around you, but not being, you know, assaulted. Your senses being assaulted by this bright light. So it's, hmm. and that's where I think Anton and my strength comes in so beautifully with creating the spaces is that we understand what mushroom people need and we understand what makes you feel comfortable as a mushroom person. And in that safety net of, 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 cocoon if I can say that I don't know how else to explain explain it but at the same space creating a container for you to release what you need to and be who you need to if that makes mm. any sense yeah totally so, I mean what the sorry go ahead uh, I was just going to add that so as an evolution of someone who has attended summer retreats with Monica has, has evolved to become watchers and, and not everybody would become a regular watcher. Some try it once or twice and, and, mm. and then move on. Mm. Um, but we are, it's the first time I probably said this, is we are products of Monica's School of Mushrooms um, yeah. and are privileged to continue having her as mentor mm. to us and growing, but, mm. but effectively product, products of that School of Mushrooms and, and, and continuing that very special work in in the same way. Exactly. Beautiful. Something like that. Shall I kick off? Um, I think it's important to note that irrespective of where we've learned how to work with mushrooms in this way, mushrooms will do the work wherever you are. Um, so when we refer to, to summer retreats and, and, um, and where we've learnt and been given the tools of, of how to hold the space and, and work in that container um, there are many different ways of working with mushrooms mm. um, what we've learned from monica is a is a simple guideline of a few principles of working in the soma way which um, is not the only way so i'm going to i'm going to stress mm. that as well mm. because mushrooms will do the work wherever you are right. um, we um, when we refer to working in a soma retreat we, we work with some specific principles, um, such as uh, holding a door open and allowing whoever's meant to arrive to arrive and, and in the same breath, allowing anybody who, who would like to leave to leave. Um, and what that means is people aren't, aren't vetted on, on color, on, um, on, on cultural position, et cetera, et cetera. So there's no, there's no specific way of, of working in that essence. And then the people who are holding the space, being the watchers and the, and the hosts, the role in a SOMA retreat is to remove them from the equation completely. In other words, to be as invisible as possible. Um, so I guess our, our lineage is, is, is working with mushrooms in the same way as what they've been worked with for thousands of years, but by removing ourselves as the middleman. The purpose of a SOMA retreat is to connect with a higher force. And the easiest way to prevent prevent that is to step in the middle, is to interfere with that direct connection. Um, and uh, we're doing everything we possibly can to en enable a direct connection. Mm. We are not priests. We're not, we're not shamans. We're not gurus. And I think that's why in a, in a mushroom environment, um, that calling is slightly different. It's, it's mm. why that's, mm. it's why that communication, um, 
that that essence of lineage as we would maybe experience with with training in a in a gurukul or in a uh, from a from a shaman point of view, um, depending on how you define that, um, is different. It's it's more of a direct calling. Um, you, you're you're being available to to offer service in in whatever way that you have the skills available, and typically those skills that you have have come through training over over years before, which which may have may have happened in the corporate world, they may have, have happened in a sports field, um, but magically they happen to be exactly what is needed for, for, for that experience. Um, it is very much a, a presentation of higher force and representation of higher force, which, which somehow Mushroom seems to bring to the table. Mm. Mm. I mean, it's very difficult to say because, as Anton says, Mushrooms are always going to do the work. Mm. When we were holding this, the, the Soma Tent has traveled with us to various events that we've been to over the couple of, over the last few years. And um, basically, as we always say, people come and ask, which mushroom shall I take? Shall I take this? Which this? And I say, well, do you know what you've got? No, I don't. And I say, mix them all together. And take them all together because you're going to get this wonderful mix of the mushrooms because this one may, may come on faster, this one may go in waves, this one may last longer. And when you mix them all together, you get the most fantastic mix. And exactly what, sorry about that, exactly what you need, you as the individual. Because as we always say, the, the sermon knows you better than Anton or I ever would know you. And that's why we, we know that we need to just get out of the way and allow for that communication to happen with you and the divine force, whatever you'd like to call it, label it. And that's our job is just, and if you would like to say from the school that we've learned through is that we are there just to, again, create that safe cocoon so you can become mush mm. and not trip in the real world. And that, and that's really it. And that's, I was saying to Anton the other day, it's probably one of the easiest, but yet one of the hardest ways to be of service. Mm. Because you're there to be of service because you care, because your heart wants to help you you have that kind of, of, of being. But when you see someone going through a really tough time to, to not intervene and, and reach out and put a hand on them and to say, you know what, you're okay, yeah. is really tough. Because what we've also learned is we're also teaching people how to deal with things on their own. Because I, at the end of the day, I can't, I can't solve your problems for you as much as I'd like to. And this gift that we're given through through, through working with Soma is allowing people that honor of when we work through Monica's way and the Soma way is to allow for the, the highest and the best possible way and an experience that we can provide. Mm. Well, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you. Um, yeah, there's something about trusting the medicine to be the one to, to carry the whole thing. And yeah, I find that really, that really speaks to me. Um, well, I'm curious to know. So we talked, obviously, this, you call it sacred mushrooms and soma, and it's this ritual experience, this ritualistic and, um, oh, one of the questions I had before I move on to that one is actually, is there a time when you would put your hands on someone? Or is there a time when you'd hold someone's hand or tell them that you're okay? Or, or kind of that, that kind of interaction? Or like how... I mean, yeah, I'm just curious about that. Of course there is. Um, there's, there's always a right place for mm -hmm. that. Um, and that's, that's kind of what happens with, with the training, um, mm -hmm. is, is not to set rules of yes and no, um, because there are no rules. The simpler principle of understanding of, of, of working from your heart. And it seems that mm. that's, maybe in the world that we live in, I'm not necessarily speaking for everybody, that little voice of our heart is, is dulled and it's, it's, we struggle to listen to it. And through, through learning, through a watching process, through learning how to, uh, to work as a watcher um, and learn how to listen to your heart in a retreat environment, somehow we learn to take that ability into the real world. Mm. And, and listening to your heart, it means that you can't ever make a mistake. Um, 
by holding someone's hand, mm. by, by reaching out and giving them a hug, because mm. we're doing it for the right reasons. We're not doing it always for ourselves, and, and in, in, a, in a space where we're doing it in service, um, there, is no, there are no mistakes. Mm. But it's when we're, we're hugging people with ego and, um, and reaching out and holding people's hands because we've got an, an, an a want that we have that we're trying to fulfill rather than a fulfillment that we're trying to give mm. uh, someone else. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, there's ne there are never set rules. <laughs> um, but once we understand the principles and work in, work in a certain way, um, anything is possible and there's always going to be an exception through the rule. And that's what we learn through experience. And exactly. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, I bring up that exact point because I've made that mistake. Very early on in the beginning, I thought the right thing would be to go and touch a junior because they looked like they needed help. And I promise you, I probably scared the living daylights out of this poor person. They probably jumped a foot high and and it was me. It was me. It had nothing to do with that person needing my help. And that was a very clear message for me that I really need to question when I get that kind of message. And as mm. Anton's saying, it's such a beautiful way of saying is, is it me? Or does my heart say in my heart of hearts, like deep down in my core that actually, no, my soul is speaking to your soul and we need to connect. And that, I think, holds a lot more weight than I'm just going to make you feel better on the surface and put a Band-Aid mm -hmm. on it. Beautiful. Thanks so much. I mean, this this conversation could take hours just in itself. There's so many interesting <laughs> things around space holding yes. and connection and heart space yes. action. Anyway, but the, one of the topics I'm well, the kind of thing I'm, I'm one of the things I'm very excited to speak with you about is this whole Soma at home thing, which is like mm -hmm. a whole other styles so so could you share about this yeah. like how how is this uh developed obviously during COVID and lockdown and and what is it and and how are you holding space for people through the internet i'm so curious it sounds so odd when you say it doesn't it, <laughs> it does. um, it's a once it's again it's something that that, that it, there we go exactly. and, and 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 we we really struggle to define it and and, and label it in a in a certain way and um very much in a soma retreat environment we, we respond to a call we respond to a request um if someone would like uh, a ceremony date um, monica has responded to well ask me for the date and and i'll set it and in that way over 11 years 350 events that have been hosted uh, by her were all asked for um, likewise our away events were dates that were asked for will you please come to johannesburg and host a soma uh, retreat up there um, and we respond to that call. When lockdown started um, in April last year, that call happened in, in, in a similar kind of way. Uh, firstly, amongst the watchers, mm -hmm. and, and, and Monica responded again while saying, well, let's try this. Someone's saying they're... We were all quite, I wouldn't say desperate, but you know, COVID had happened and we were all missing each other. And it was just this, we needed to connect. And Monica had this crazy idea. So without going into full kind of detail of, of those first events, it, it was a response to, well, let's, let's see what happens if we, we, we connect um, on a Saturday night and, and, and have a, a, a five gram dosage each, each on our own at home. We're not connected other than by a WhatsApp group. We, um, we, had, we had a Zoom meeting before to, to connect in presence and then um, be available to, to each other in case we need it. And then that evolved further from there where the calls then happened. In, in other words, someone who hadn't journeyed before um, later in, in, in May, and then it happened again in June and July as, as the weeks and, and the months went by of lockdown, of people that were looking for answers within themselves and asked, well, I want to be at home. I, I can't come to a physical group, but I've heard what mushrooms can do for me. Um, what can you do to help me through that process? So this, this online um, idea of a Soma at home experience is, has, has expanded to become a twofold in a, in a certain kind of way. And the first part of that is assisting for a full week period, assisting with the information, assisting with the, the, the preparation that's required, what expectations you can have of, of what you need to, how you need to prepare your physical space, giving advice in, in ensuring that 
people have companions with them or or people sitting in their space with them physically um, and then second is the the actual day or the, or the evening of the event where we are as a group of experienced watchers um, along with with others not not only Rodian and I in, in, including Monica including others being available um, in a helpline kind of environment we're 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 all present at our phones. We're all present on the internet, not watching Netflix, not cruising on Facebook, but present in our own space and being available to whoever needs us um, while they are, are connecting with Soma in their own home. Um, and we're available throughout the night and, and we, un until the next morning. And we also take a gram of sacrament. Mm -hmm. so, so as as we would yeah in the in the in the physical watching space yes. we're we're taking a dosage which which simply helps connect exactly. us to to the present uh, which is which is largely what mushrooms is doing connect you to the present um, and it connects this ethereal thread that works and and, and touches and connects all around the globe uh, we have journeys that work with us um We've gone forward in time to New Zealand. We've gone back in time. We work uh, often with, with groups that are in California, um, uh, North America, Canada, Europe. And it's, it's this group essence of, I mentioned in the beginning of our conversation, of opening the door and allowing anybody to arrive. Because it brings a certain magic of, of each of us as individuals have life experience which can offer something to each other. And if we don't prevent who arrives to present and share that life experience, there's a certain magic that happens. Um, so for a period of a week before, we have this group of people connecting all around the world, getting to know each other, learning how to support each other. And then for the, for the event itself, they have already this background of a connection, um, providing um, from their own experience, if they're, if they're newcomers, um, they learn that they're able to reach out into a community um, and also have, have the availability of experienced watchers who can give them advice. And that advice could mean we sit on the telephone for them while they're going through a difficult stretch. Mm -hmm. um, uh, if there's an understanding of, of what they're supposed to be experiencing, um, sometimes simple words um, saying that it's okay um, works. And other times it means you, you're, you're available for a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. uh, but knowing that that there is someone out there available, I think makes a big difference. Who you've become to know over a, over a few days. And you're not just reaching out to somebody that's completely stone cold sober in your mind. You know, I think it would be quite difficult if I had taken a large dose and then I'm reaching out to somebody that I know hasn't taken any mushrooms. I think I would feel a bit, you know, oh, how do they really know what I'm going through? So for me, I think it's very important for us as watchers, specifically the watchers who are part of the online experience, the Soma at home experience, for us to all be connected in that way. Whereas we, Anton did touch on the, the fact that for some people they'll have a companion. We haven't made suggestions for them to, to take sacrament because, you know, that's a little bit of a gray area for us because this is all still very new um, as we pave our way. But it has worked extremely well. And to be completely honest, it was quite wonderful for us skeptics when we first all including us as skeptics <laughs> when we all did this for the first time i think we were just as skeptical as everybody that we tell about it because it sounds proper nuts and the wonderful thing is there have been so many amazing things that just connect dots for us that connect us around the globe i'll just say a silly thing like an emoji There'll be a rainbow that will pop up from Cape Town and a rainbow that will come back from to us from Canada, but from two different places, two different people. It's just, I don't know how to, well, Anton and I are talking about rainbows. Mm. You know, and we realized also how incredibly careful one needs to be. And that's why Anton is making specific notes about we do not watch Netflix. We're not on YouTube. We're not doing anything like that because we keep our thoughts as pure as possible. Because once we have connected together in this, as Anton mentioned, this etheric, and as I call the cocoon, the container, container mm -hmm. exactly, we need to maintain this purity of our minds because we have learned over the last year and a bit of doing this, how connected we are and how actually a, 
a terrible thought could ripple through our entire journey space and we don't want that. Mm. So that has also been mind boggling. I, I can't explain it. I can't say why it's happened, but we're seeing it. And for me, sometimes that's all I need. Thank you. Yeah, I'm certainly because I the first I'd heard of it was when I spoke with Monica. And when she first mentioned it to me, I, I had the little voice in my head was like, that seems crazy. Um, but fortunately, I had such a great conversation with Monica. I was like, well, I don't have enough experience to know how crazy it is. Like I simply like if it's working for people and to hear you guys speak about it, I can, especially the part to me, the critical pieces that you recommend, or I don't know how strongly you recommend, but that you do recommend that they have a sitter with them, even if that person is inexperienced, just having someone who's at base reality level, who can just manage the practical stuff like that feels very reassuring. It's like, okay, well, then anything that's kind of like we've covered the practical base. And then what I'm hearing is that through the the sort of the line that you hold through your experience, you enable that container to exist even across the world, um, which is just phenomenal. I mean, it's an incredible thing to be able to do, especially in this time in the world. It's, it's important um, that we stress that, especially those that are working with mushrooms for the first mm -hmm. time, um, and also those that are anxious to be home alone, um, that they have someone with them and this also doesn't mean that we're 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 taking the physical retreats and the physical soma experience out of the equation either um that is an experience that's that's very important and and mm. will return mm. and they are currently on hold uh, these events um and they, they will return again in future but there's an analogy of of a next level in the ability of being able to help yourself and, and and I always the story that I relate to is, is is when you have a physical group of maybe fifteen or twenty people um, going through a mushroom experience, and um, that that watcher or or sitter who is not interfering. Um, the example you can use is is of a person sitting in the corner and you're hearing them cry, and they are going through clearly very very deep grief. And 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 Rodi Ann mentioned um, uh, that that thought process of all, if you go over and touch them, you're, you're breaking into their, you're breaking into their the process. That, that that process. Yeah. So, so as an experienced watcher, you definitely move closer and move forward. And, and, and if it's needed and if it seems appropriate, yes, absolutely. You can hold, hold hand and give, give reassurance, etc. Or they could reach out or, or, to you. Or they even. could, or they could reach out. Mm. But ultimately what you, you're normally learning and often learning in a mushroom experience like that is, to take a pillow and cry into the pillow and gain an understanding of the grief that you're going through, gain an understanding of the pain that you're going through and thereby heal. doesn't make it go away, but thereby you heal. So that when you're home alone two or three days later and this grief comes up again and you're sitting there in your lounge and you're all alone, you are now better equipped to deal with that. So that's, that's, that's what could happen from a physical experience. In an online at home experience, you've been given the tools on a much higher level to do exactly that. Um, the, the ability from going through a, a high dose mushroom or, or soma experience and having through experience the awareness that you can do this on your own is quite profound for many people mm. where they suddenly realize, wow, I can, I can do this for myself. Mm. I can mm. I can hold space for myself even, um, and the teaching that comes is is a, is a different level and, and maybe in a different way. So it, it doesn't replace the physical retreat at all. The two do work together, um, and we expect they're going to be around for a while. Um, just as far as the interest and the understanding of people that are are willing and able to work on their own and the profound messages that are coming to them um, as a result of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, it reminds me of a story. So I, I worked with the Hunikoin the last time they were in South Africa, actually just before the lock, the first lockdown um, with ayahuasca and over a period of two, like I just went for one weekend with my beloved Carly. And then it was such a profound experience that we decided to go back for their last night. And the difference, because that first weekend, especially the first night, I just basically fell apart and I, 
and in the falling apart, I saw how, how other people who were servers like we're also drinking this medicine and they weren't falling apart and they were in fact helping other people and we're like you know maybe clearing up buckets and like doing really service oriented things and i and i and i saw the very challenging reflection that by me just falling apart it meant that someone else had to pick up the slack of me falling apart not in a judgmental way but just in a way that that's how life is that what i don't take mm. on for myself someone else has to take on to bring it up to like space level and and what i found then in my final night the the few weeks later was that even in the depths of the challenge i still claimed all of my stuff to the point that at one point i even like took my own bucket outside where, and, I, and i did it consciously i was like this is my shit like i'm gonna get rid of this or well, not get rid of it but i'm gonna transmute it give it back to the earth and give thanks for that because i'm the one doing it and it's and so what I'm hearing you say is a very similar thing that there's almost like a, I won't say shortcut, but certainly a, a, more, a, a direct route in a way to empowering people in that mm -hmm. way where they can't suddenly going. And I think also, I'm sure it happens in group settings as well, where people witness like I did, oh, what the watchers are just like holding the space. And here I am in pieces like, wow, that's interesting. I wonder what they know that I don't or like how I could maybe show up in that way some more. And uh, but then saying that doing it online, people are suddenly like, oh, my gosh, I just survived such a gnarly experience and, and I'm stronger and I'm, I did it myself and I'm here and look at me go like, wow, yay me. So I love that. Thank you for sharing that. That's a proper yay me. That's a, <laughs> we see that and it's, it, it keeps us showing up month after month after month because it just the, the yay me's that we see are wow just take Makes my breath away yeah 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 i love that and so do you think there's anything lost in the online ceremonies i mean is there anything that you kind of go oh well we definitely need to get the in-person ones happening again there there's the there are it's different don't don't get me wrong the the, the physical interaction we we have with other humans and physical connection we have with them in the same space um does cover all the senses in a certain kind of way but in this instance there are there, there are limitations and, and when we're talking though of a soma retreat it's a group experience it's a group experience of 10 15 20 people um and then we still add watches to that so um various other kinds of mushroom journeys could be two or three or four people one-on-ones um, where people are holding space for you as a, as a single person or, or as a couple. Um, so my experience is a group experience. Again, it's, it's allowing this, this connection of information and connection of people who under normal circumstances would not be in the same space together, be it digitally or physically. Um, there is no shamanism. There is no uh, religion. There is no set path which limits anybody to to join so of course there are those elements missing that that are missing from a from a from a, a physical point of view but um we try and keep it based on the same kind of outline and respond to the call we're we're simply responding to what we've been asked to do um i well, think sorry can i i think with the physical retreat space you you find yourself in a situation where because you're in a room with a whole lot of other people you need to be a lot more considerate of people so if you want to do a handstand and you're a bit wobbly on your feet on your head you might knock someone next to you on the head and then you're going to have a, a watcher intervene and say okay can it take you somewhere where you can do handstands um whereas when you're at home you could do as many handstands wherever you want to do it you can stand and dance around you can shout you can scream you can express what you need to which is so limited in a summer retreat space because there you're, in, you, you're asked to be considerate of your journey next to you and maintain silence. Um, a lot of what we were told is that when the mushroom gives you a massive giggle, don't squander the energy when you're in a group experience. Bring the energy in and let it shuffle and work your physical being and all of that stuff and bring in that energy and make it work for you. But you don't need to tell someone to do that in their own home space. Maybe they need to get all that energy out so they can change the vibration of the room they're in. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so 
it's for me those are two very stark differences and i think that the, the beauty of the whatsapp group that we've created is because we're missing that moment of sitting in monica's home and all introducing and that little hubbub when everybody's sitting down and finding their place and everybody's a bit nervous and apprehensive we're allowing that to happen over a longer period for the week ahead when we introduce ourselves we send a picture of ourselves we say where we live where we're at just to, to create that personal connection which you're missing when you're in the physical with monica so that's where one side of one can say that we're trying to make up for the lack that the the online was showing us the summer at home was showing us and also bringing in that wider circle of support mm. so where you have a companion with you who is likely to be a, a trusted friend or, or a family member or a husband or a wife bringing them into the circle and saying well we're here for support for you as well and yeah. um, throughout the week in other words what can you expect your role to be and mm. um, what do you need to know what guidelines can we give you and then also again in the heat of the in the heat of the night when the person is 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 expressing something be it that 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 you cannot understand there's someone for them to contact and say you know my husband's talking to the door at the moment should i should i be concerned mm -hmm. uh, what do i need to do and the response is typically going to be to to do as little as possible to interfere with that process mm -hmm. um and we we do have various other checks and balances in place but it's a it's a broader circle of, of support so there's other elements that come in which a physical experience cannot offer again so there's a there's a there's a pros and, and it has its cons as well and we've been seeing some amazing development in couples relationships which i think have probably taken a lot of strain in covid um typically we would have suggested for couples if they came to a physical retreat to if possible not journey on the same evening but if they have to, because they've managed for the kids to be taken care of that night, for instance, they're not joining next to each other because you, you you tend to want to help your partner. And that in that in that as we were as I explained earlier about that watching and just being of support, not necessarily getting involved for partners, that's quite difficult. So for us to take this new step of having companions as partners with their husband or wife journeying has shown us this whole new dimension of these relationships blossoming it's it's not just it's not just the person doing the work and coming home glowing it's actually the relationship growing so it's kind of been a little side spin that we're watching come out of this mm. amazing new tool that we have if i can call it that yeah i want i want to add just on on mushrooms will will make you or allow you to do the work that you need to do um mm. and that i think you'll understand when we talk about no expectations um so when we and it presents and say well this is the work that you need to do this is the part of your life that that you think you've suppressed but you haven't dealt with it yet you can't decide to pack it away um mm. and sometimes people will say no i i want to pack it away i've mm. I've, I've done with it but then still walk around with a with a confusion of why in certain ways they can't move forward mm. and and in relationships often those issues are 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 a result of your partner um, mm. and it seems in this way with the holding of a hand with sharing of information before one can work through that to ensure that's not a blockage when when the time comes um and seems to work itself through quite well mm. so far so good as we yeah. learn as well through this process. Oh, I love that you shared that. I, I think, I mean, it's so, well, it's so psychedelic, the consideration that in so, at some part of reality, we are one thing, one consciousness, like real, and that's real. It's, yeah. it's not a joke, like that's a real thing. And so, and then yet here I am with my life partner, like playing this game of other of otherness of oh look there's Kylie and here's me and we can connect or disconnect and like it's such a funny joke it's the cosmic joke and my experience of of soma has been that it is it is the best way for me to remember the truth and then to celebrate to like go oh my gosh i've been holding on to so many stories about oh well kali this and me that and i don't know and and then in these and through these journeys every time my experience is like i'm so lucky i get to dance with this person like this is the coolest thing <laughs> and it's just such a and and so I, my last journey we actually 
we were wise because initially we were like, I think we're ready to have to both journey on one night, just the two of us, you know, we've worked with plant medicines a fair amount, not a massive amount, but a, a few times each in various ways. And, uh, and when it came to it, we kind of had this feeling of like, hang on, maybe we should just sit for each other, like one night, one night. And like you say, each the person who's sitting have a bit of the medicine and kind of keep it all in flow. And it was just the most profound and humbling experience to be able to sit for a loved one and just be there. And just all the only thing is to just be like, if in a moment to say you're doing great and I love you and just carry on like that's it and it's I mean yeah I know it's a very it's a great gift so I, I it it doesn't surprise me that that's coming out in these journeys and it's actually such a it what I'm hearing is that there's a real symbiosis between group work in the physical and then well it's group work as well but it's very solo work as well because you know it's digital so there's not actually the group physically there but they are there still holding and I I mean, that was my journey. I didn't want to be in groups with plant medicine because I was so worried about what I might do. Like I was like, I don't know, what if I freak out and like go start running around? And, and, and then so then I had a few solo journeys, which were amazing. And then the medicine was super clear, like, OK, this pretense now that you're isolated, it's done. Like, go, you need to sit with people and, and do this work with people. And then that was with ayahuasca. And then again, coming through that and now sitting with Carly, the experience has been has been deep in a different way exactly as you said like my last journey at some point i needed to play music like i literally needed to get my guitar and start playing music and in a group setting that would have been really awkward but it was like that was my expression i needed to honor the the divine through the gift of the music that i that i share and create and and it was so appropriate but in a group setting, it might really not have been appropriate. It was like, why has this guy suddenly got a guitar out? And it's like, so uh, anyway, thank you so much. I really love that there's such a weaving of a story. And I'm just hearing, it's just saying yes, opening the door and trusting the medicine really, mm -hmm. and letting it do its work. It's beautiful. I have a, a final question for you, which is, well, I mean, we, I have many questions, but I know our time is, is coming to a close. Um, what are mushrooms doing to the world? Like what's the, what's happening? <laughs> sure. Um, mushrooms have been around for a really, really long time. Um, you could come up with all kinds of theories about where they come from and what they're meant to do. Um, but from our experience, um, and Rody, maybe you can answer for yourself as well, but, but, but from our experience, they're helping us connect um, in a way that we can't predict, in a way that um, we don't know where it goes um, and allows us to connect with this higher force. So that's what they're, that's what they're doing for the world um, where it will take us, I don't know. And, and that's, that's not really that important, really, because that's each individually for us to find out. Mm. Um, but it is a profound journey, that I'll say. <laughs> what am I seeing the mushrooms are doing on a monthly basis? I'm seeing people arrive with a sparkle in their eyes that they didn't have when I first met them. I'm seeing people who, who want to get out of bed and actually show up for another Soma experience at home a month later because life got a little easier in the last month. Yeah, it was a tough experience. I sobbed my heart out, you'll see it. But they show up again. And I'm, I'm seeing the world become a better place because people are making a commitment to be better parents. They're making a commitment to be better lovers. They're making a commitment to be better friends. They're making a commitment to be better to themselves every time they arrive. And for me, I think mushrooms is, is rippling through the world in making people take care and love themselves. And in turn, they can't help but love everybody around them. As you say, when you realize that we're actually all one. And I'm seeing people, as I said, with a sparkle in their eyes that looked like they were this was it. There was, they had no more help. Like, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my <laughs> only hope. <laughs> That's what I'm seeing the mushrooms are doing. And I, you know, and I say to Anton, it's, it's tough. It's tough for us. We have a really tough week leading up to the online 
um, experiences and when everything that's happening and and getting everything sorted out and it tests us and we learn so much and when the zoom meeting happens and i see all those faces and then the next morning i'm there for the next one i'll be arriving i'm i want to be a part of what's happening in the world and i want i want to be there because if i can help it happen it's amazing and all you need to do is show up yeah have the courage and show up beautiful and that's uh yeah love it is there anything before we part ways anything that you'd like to like just share just that's true for you that your heart is asking to be spoken in this moment just for those who are listening. <laughs> um, no, just show up. You know, <laughs> we're just show up every day, every hour. Um, life is magical. Um, the sounds out there are incredible. <laughs> um, listen to the rain, dance in it if you have to. And that's what we've experienced. Mm. Sometimes you've got to shelter from the storm. Sometimes you've got to hide underneath your bed. But there are other times where you can go outside and, and dance in the rain. Um, we know there's a storm. We know it's cold outside, but we don't always have to hide from it. Um, there is joy in, in, uh, in many, many things around us. In stepping through your fear, usually. Mm. And actually, and, and as, as we say, show up and, and, and seek discomfort. Because, you know, I think that's where, that's where the treasure lies and, and that's where, how we're going to transform old patterns and things that we really want to change about ourselves and the world. And it's, and it really, it starts in your own backyard and in, with yourself it really does. And, and as I said, one needs to learn to love ourselves before we can go anywhere else. And I see that happening it's one person at a time. Mm. Beautiful. Well, thanks again. Really, really appreciate having you on this podcast and, and also sharing being those who watch and, and hold the space and hold the cocoon so we can all go to mush <laughs> and return transformed. Thank you. Uh, we appreciate that so much and appreciate you so much, Nate. And, and thank you to Nick as well and yes. everybody that's part of this podcast and the Psychedelic Society of SA. Thank you so much for everything that you're doing for us too. I hope you enjoyed this episode speaking with Anton and Rodi Ann. As always, please do check out the show notes and be sure to find us, the Psychedelic Society, on Facebook and Instagram. You can also visit us at our website, psychedelicsociety.co.za, where you'll see everything that we're currently up to and you can become involved or connect with us if you'd like to collaborate or host an event, etc. So get in touch. Thank you for listening and blessings on the path. Mm -hmm.